Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That's right. Blasting away, covering half of two states, North and South Carolina. Loving the new signal, Lee. Large and in charge. Large and in charge. Going all the way to Columbia, picking up so many new listeners I hear from all the time. Okay, so, and, and I'm having to realize that that some of these, keep in mind, some of these people don't know me or you or what has been said here for the last decade and they don't have a lot of background and they hear things and um, they've never had good talk radio before, uh, which, you know, half the state of South Carolina does not. And, um, you know, the other half we don't cover. And, and so they don't know things about what has gone on in our state. And I get I, I've, I've got really, you know, out of nowhere. I've been covering Nikki Haley for a long time. I mean, really covering her, not fake covering her like a lot of the conservative talk out on the coast it's just it's just bad conservative talk it's not well researched um and it's just it's very you know giggle girl oriented and I know because I was a giggle girl out on the coast that's kind of how I got my start in the state and um so the thought of a lot of people uh has been in this state oh Nikki Haley's a conservative so we got all these new listeners all these new listeners, they, they show up, and I got a lot of feedback. You're being so mean to Nikki Haley. Why are you so mean to Nikki Haley? Why are you? Oh, you must be new. You haven't seen how she is um, and how she operates and how she lies. And, and I've been making the contention for many years that she's not only not a conservative, she's not only not a rhino, she's a full-fledged Democrat and has been for some time. And um, I've demonstrated that exhaustively by comparing what she says and what she does and explaining that she was very much hired as a conservative assassin by the Bush uh, fundraising wing. They own her lock, stock and barrel. She is an open borders girl. She is everything destructive that the Bushes were. And we've demonstrated that exhaustively on the show. I can't recap it all now. So I was thrilled, Lee, to get this right and to finally be able to show you definitively that Nikki Haley is not only not a conservative or a Republican, she is a Democrat. Always has been. She's not new. It's not going to change. And she's openly wanted, running with their change, over $30 million of their change, with no less than Hillary Clinton's biggest fundraiser, her Wall Street fundraiser and bundler, Jamie Dimon, bundling for Nikki Haley. She is running with the head of BlackRock, who is also the head of the World Economic Forum. They are literally communist 
fundraising money for her. The people who say you will own nothing and be happy after the Great Reset. Oh, by the way, you're going to have to get a digital ID to even be allowed on the Internet. And she's adopted all their policies. So I love to, to be able to say humbly as your servant in hardcore research, I got this rightly. I nailed her. I had her number. I always have. I was not too tough on her. My only fault would be I was not tough enough. So for all of those of you who've walked in here and said, why are you being so mean to this to, to a girl? Why are you so mean? Why are you so angry? Well, you get angry watching a decade of Nikki Haley hose the voters, and the voters are finally getting her number. So I want to take credit for getting that right and absolutely full-on nailing it. And I've also told you in, in uh, the recent months The Democrats are running a massive shadow campaign for Nikki. Massive guerrilla shadow campaign for Nikki. They know she's one of them. They've known that for a long time. Uh, And they, you know, while they would prefer to elect an actual branded Democrat, they have now moved over to our side to try to control our primary and to enforce their will on us as far as, hey, we're going to select who's going to lead your party when we put Donald Trump in prison. They believe they're going to put Donald Trump in prison. That remains to be seen, but they think they're going to. And I've been explaining this. I've explained this exhaustively on the Battleground podcast. I've absolutely been blistered for it. Not true. It's not going on. It's not happening. Uh, Trump's never going to prison. This is proof of how hard and tens of millions of dollars they have worked to turn their voters out, Lee, in the Republican primary at a level we've never seen before. The numbers are shocking, not to me, um, but to those who thought Nikki Haley was a conservative or even a Republican. Take a listen to the rundown here. These are record-breaking numbers never seen before. We have more Democrats, how do I put it more accurately, more non-Republicans voting in these primaries now than we do Republicans. That took millions of dollars I've been playing you the audio, by the way, all the the, their blog, the Democrats blogs, their tweets, um, their podcasts. They're saying vote for Nikki, vote for Nikki, vote for Nikki, vote for Nikki. I played for it. I played it for you. This is a strategy for them. Listen to how far they got in our primary with the infiltration for this woman. Take a look at the numbers among Trump voters. Seventy percent of them, according to our exit polls, are registered Republicans. Donald Trump. His support, 27% of his voters are registered undeclared or independents. Uh, 3% were unregistered before today. Look at how that compares with Nikki Haley. It's a complete reversal. It's an alternate universe. Among Haley voters, 70% are registered undeclared. Wow. Only 27% are registered Republicans. And we just had something happen in New Hampshire. It's never happened before. Ever and recorded his that was CNN by the way and MSNBC was even blown away by it and you could hear the awe in Steve Kornacki's voice because he is seeing something that's never happened before more of the voters in the New Hampshire primary which is an open primary like ours in South Carolina were not Republicans than were we asked folks coming into the polls do you identify as a Republican do you identify as a, a Democrat or do you identify as an independent? And here's what we found in this exit poll so far. And I think this jumps right out at you. A minority of voters in this first wave of the exit poll in the Republican primary identify as Republicans. A majority, 53 percent, 
identify as either independents, 45%, or, and this is a high number historically, 8% identify as Democrats. That is the level at which they flooded the primary. I told you this was coming. So here's what you need to do. You understand we've got to stop Nikki Haley in South Carolina. We have to stop her in South Carolina because all the polling lee is wrong. It's all wrong. Let me tell you why. They, in order to get what the actual level of infiltration of the Democrats into our open primary will be, you'd have to pull exactly those voters. We don't know how many are coming. It's probably going to be historic. So just a standard poll of Republicans, hey, you voting? How you voting? It's not going to show it. So don't tell yourself, hey, Trump's got this. He's way far ahead. I'm just going to go about my morning and my afternoon. I'm not going to vote today. Don't. Do not do that. You've got to go to the polls and you got to vote for Trump. We've got to stop Nikki Haley in her tracks because they believe they will put Trump in prison. The reason they're doing this is because they want to choose the heir apparent for the Republican Party. We will never get rid of this woman. This is, and I said this yesterday, it's two things they're doing, Lee. One of them is social. They want her perceived as the head of the party so she can then say, oh, amnesty would be great. Yes, let's, we do Republicans support that. I'm the head of the party. Oh, hey, yes, you should have to get a license called a digital ID to go on social media. Oh, by the way, to bank too. Oh, and if you don't get your shot, it doesn't work. Sorry about that. That is what she is pimping. That is what a digital ID is. We know because they just laid it out at the World Economic Forum. And we do not need her following us around as the ensconced head of the Republican Party because Trump's in prison and she's the highest vote getter. We do not need that. So when you see her coming in, to me, I, I, I don't look at this as a failure. When you see her coming in at 43% in New Hampshire, our side's still not getting it. We're still not fi- fully getting what the Democrats are doing. I'm terrified. They won there. You get it. If she came in at 15%, eh, she's not the heir apparent. 43%? She's the heir apparent now. For when they put her in prison. This is the Democrats and the Bushes trying to take over the Republican Party and anoint her. They're trying to pick your leaders for you. You must stop this woman. Must stop her. She is not one of us. She's not a Republican. She is a Democrat, and they know it. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. Uh, any observations, Lee? We were up against a break. Yeah, and so I know. I'm, we'll, I'm sorry we'll, about we'll that. that. I just had to get that out. No, no problem. Um, That's safe. Just take credit. I mean, I, I nailed all this. I told you it was yeah. coming. The show does have your name on it, by the I way, know. Tara. So I know, and that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the, no apology necessary. Stuff. No. But please. I wanted to get that out because I know yeah. this is when people tune in the beginning. Exactly. Um, we must stop her in this primary. We must. You cannot tell yourself, oh, Trump's going to win. No, they want to put him in prison. She cannot continue getting numbers like this. This 43%. And the Democrats used this brilliantly on mainstream media last night and this morning. They did two ways. They said, oh, look at Trump. Look how weak. He's the incumbent. He only got 54%. Well, yeah, in a primary where the majority of voters were not Republicans, that's pretty damn good. And they're also using it as uh, evidence that Nikki is surging. That she is, wow, she is the next generation leader. This is who she is. That is their talking point. They are trying to take over our party. We cannot let them. We have to go to the polls and vote. We have to do that on the 24th of February. Go ahead and pencil it in. You need to vote in that primary for Donald Trump. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Y'all, let me tell you what's going on. I've been telling you, so I'm going to take credit for it. Understand I do that humbly and to build the kind of credibility with the new audience, all 50,000 of you, uh, that I have with the existing audience. Don't doubt me, a famous man once said. I do my work too. Don't doubt me. I told you there was going to be massive infiltration in this primary. I even played the talking points for you that the Democrats uh, were going to take that money uh, that they that Hillary I mean think about this Hillary Clinton's fundraiser Jamie Dimon head of uh, he's the head of CEO of JP Morgan Chase member of the World Economic Forum uh, premier Democrat sought after by Democrat he doesn't even fundraise for most Democrats okay he fundraised for Hillary he is the guy to get to get liberal Wall Street donors he bundled for Hillary bundling is when you call all your rich Wall Street friends say write a check and the money just comes in most Democrats can't get Jamie Dimon to bundle for them, to raise money for them. Nikki Haley did. Think about that. So that to me, I went, something's up. Something's big, 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 big up with that. And then came Reed Hoffman, a very liberal billionaire, owner of LinkedIn. Um, bad guy, nasty guy. He's fundraising for. Weird. It's weird. And then you have no less than Chris Hayes, MSNBC. And I'm just kind of recapping what I've been telling you over the last month. And I said, this is going to be a massive infiltration of our primary to get Nikki over the line because they have figured out she's a Democrat. I've been telling you this for years. She's not only not a conservative or, or a Republican, she is a full on Democrat. We can go through some of the evidence of that from the past. So a lot of you tuned in and you hear me, I'm trashing this woman. You've always thought she was just a sweet lady from South Carolina. I must be conservative because it's a red state. No. Understand this, and I know we have a lot of national listeners now. We have huge numbers of national listeners coming to the show. Every day we get more. Do not ever vote for a person who win who has won a statewide race in South Carolina. Do not ever do that because nobody wins a statewide race in South Carolina who is not approved by the, by the Lindsey Graham machine. Doesn't happen. That's how powerful that machine is. And what that machine does is, key, is, is get Democrats and open borders, Bush hacks, elected in this state using Bush money with the help of Democrats. And so what happens is you get Drew McKissick, you get Republican leaders, you get the people, they all answer to Lindsey Graham and the Bush machine in this state. They have a firm lock on this state. Nobody gets through that juggernaut unless they are essentially a, an open borders Democrat. Nobody does. 
And that's why our leaders are so bad in South Carolina, including Nikki Haley. Nobody gets through unless they kiss the ring. Do not ever. And I'm telling you, you want to know who it is, who the sleepers are? Tim Scott, just as much of a sleeper cell as Nikki Haley. He is. He will vote. He will vote with the open borders lobby. He will vote as if he were George Bush or Jeb Bush. George Bush was the first person to open the borders, not Barack Obama. We didn't have a lot of conservative, good conservative media then, so we didn't know. We thought Obama did this first, the Democrat. No, George W. Bush called, caused it all. And he owns this state. He still does. He will till, uh, till Lindsey Graham is gone. And then maybe there's some way for people to get through the juggernaut. But until then, never, ever, ever, ever vote for a politician who was one South, statewide in South Carolina. You were voting for a Democrat. I don't care what they say. Rule of thumb. And I am praying Trump doesn't pick Tim Scott. Praying he doesn't pick Tim Scott. Because this is going to cause them to double, as, as the VP, this is going to cause them to double down in their determination to put Trump in prison. Because guess what? Scott goes right over the line. These are two people, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott, who in a normal Republican primary couldn't walk away with 30% of the vote. Where actual Republicans are voting. Because they're Bush clones. They're Jeb Bush in a skirt and Jeb Bush masquerading as Tim Scott. That's who these people are. And I knew something was up. I can tell Tim Scott is close in the running for that VP. He's been talking to Trump, and all I got to do is read his Twitter feed because I've been reading it for years, y'all. Tim Scott is AWOL on the border. AWOL. Nikki Haley was running around saying we need as many immigrants as we can get. And when the squad said, hey, let's take half of Gaza, that's a million people, 70% of whom voted for Hamas. They're as good as terrorists. The squad says let's take half of Gaza as refugees. Even Joe Biden ate that radical. And Nikki Haley doubles down, says, yes, let's take them. Realizes, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that in public, that I'm literally at the radical level of the, uh, of the squad. The Democrats go, oh, AOC, yes. All of these, uh, Rashida Tlaib, all these awful people. And she walks it back and claims she never said it. She did. That's how radical she is. When you come from the Bush cabal, when you come out of that fundraising juggernaut, when your money comes from there, you never, ever turn down a, a, a refugee, even if they're a potential terrorist. You never do it the, because there is one uniting principle of the Bush cabal. It is the Bush cabal is not Republicans, not Democrats, fascist. And it has only one goal, the erasure of America's borders. The boiling down of America into a regional sort of a regional block and then America assumed into a one world government governing structure, whatever you want to call it. That is the only principle, the destruction of America's sovereignty. So it is just a location on the map. That is the principle. This is what they believe. And this is who they are. Tim Scott is no different. So I go on his Twitter feed. I hadn't checked it in a few days. It went on and on Friday. And all of a sudden, I see something I ain't never seen before, ever. He's talking about the border. Really? Tim Scott? Tim Scott's been AWOL on all this. And then I look, he's been talking about the border for five days and he is suddenly outraged. Isn't that cute? And I went, he's talking to Trump. He's talking to Trump. He's probably on the short list. Then he gets engaged. He's been a bachelor forever. That's another thing you'll find in South Carolina politics. So many strangely single men uh, who are in middle age. Anyway, uh, that's part of what that cabal recruits at the local level and the national level. I'm not saying more about that. But here's where we are, folks. This is what you need to do, okay? We have to curb stomp her at the polls or you're gonna be looking at her mug for the next four years 
and she will be treated as the leader of the Republican Party as Trump is now. This is what the Democrats are buying for their money. This is why she's the only Republican Jamie Dimon, a self-declared Democrat, has ever fundraised for. And again, most Democrats can't get Dimon to fundraise for that. This is why Hillary is lending her chief fundraiser to Nikki Haley. They want to pick your leaders. And I got, I'm trying to explain this to people. People don't understand. But, 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 Trump's ahead. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because they are planning to put him in prison. That is why they are going for her. She's the backup plan. They needed to block DeSantis. Because you put Trump in prison, you get DeSantis? Well, shoot. DeSantis took Florida from a 50-50 purple state to a 20-plus point Republican state. They don't want that. That's a disaster. Right, so they had to use Nikki to knock Ron DeSantis off. They did that. Now they're moving into phase two. They got the only conservative out of the race. They're moving into phase two. They want her ensconced as the leader of the Republican Party. And let me tell you, she won that race last night in New Hampshire. She won the race to be the leader of the Republican Party. And in other words, the socially considered leader of the Republic. You get 43%, you won it. You won it. She did. We got to stop. She must be humiliated in this state. You got to go and vote for Trump. Do not tell yourself, well, he's going to win. He will. He will win. He will. There's a small chance so many Democrats will vote here, they'll overwhelm him. I don't think that'll happen. Forget the polls, by the way. The polls aren't going to show any of this. You got to go and vote to stop her. You must go to vote to stop Trump or you're never going to hear the end of this woman. You're never going to. She's going to be our presumed leader. They will treat her as such on all mainstream media. That is what they get for their money. Okay, enough warning for me. So just taking credit, I got it all. Folks, I told you weeks ago this was going on. And I told you the size of the Democrat surge in our primary was going to be massive. I nailed it. More non-Republicans voting in New Hampshire than Republicans. That's what they put into this. You must stop this woman. Okay, this is truly something, folks, we've never seen before this is the times we live in this was a massive guerrilla operation a massive shadow campaign i called this weeks ago i told you they are infiltrating our primary they are going to try to get nikki haley uh elected selected as the head of the republican party and i feel like i'm screaming into the wind because i see what has happened i've seen what's happened for a long time and our side still doesn't get it. Fox News didn't get it this morning. None of the analysts understand it. I'm waiting for one to get it so I can play you the audio. Oh, well, they, she didn't beat Trump. That's not the goal. That's not the goal. Think like a Democrat for a moment. In their minds, they've already got this thing fixed. Trump is going to prison. They're going to put him in prison. They have moved on to, hey, we're going to select the next leadership of the Republican Party. And what they want to do, there has been a sub-war going on. An absolute high-pitched battle that I've been covering for years between the Bush cabal and Trump for control of the grassroots of the party. Fundraising control, okay? Bushes are persona non grata. You put the name Bush on a ballot, it's going down in flames. You put the name Cheney on a ballot, going down in flames. Republicans want nothing to do with it. But they still control the party through their massive fundraising ability. They raise more than Trump. And they don't know what to do with it. You saw that with Americans for Prosperity. Which is the absolute massive dumping of Bush. That's Bush money. Massive, massive dumping of Bush money at the national level. And they backed her. Why? They're working with the Democrats. The national ads you hear. 
They're working with the Dem. The Democrats are trying to get the Bushes firmly in control of the machinery of the Republican Party again. Why are they trying to do that? I've explained this to you for many years. There's a great political article a long time ago. It's been like seven years now. If if they, they would go around in our primaries and Republican primaries, and they would quiz you. If you were open borders, if you were willing to betray your voter, your voters on that issue, because it's the only one they care about. Then you would get four hundred thousand dollars spent in the primary for you. And they would lie. They would they would pay for ads saying you were conservative when you were not. This is why so many of them go to Washington and betray us. They were already pre-owned by the Bush cabal. The Democrats love that. And that is why Jeb Bush was able to go do. I'll never forget it. An all-Democrat donor weekend in the Hamptons. They pumped that money into the Bushes. They pumped that money into Kevin McCarthy's leadership fund so he could go and assassinate politically conservatives in the primary. Ralph Norman came on this show, Representative Ralph Norman. He he had that money spent by the time that he ran. We got him over the the line. They spent $700,000 of Bush money trying to get him out of that primary. We just barely pushed him over the line. I fought hard for him because the other guy was backed by Bush money. Democrats know this happens. They support it and they contribute. This is why they loaded up Kevin McCarthy's leadership fund so he can assassinate Republicans. Mitch McConnell does the same thing. This is why our leaders betray us. They are, pre- they, they are paid to and they are pre-selected to. Get rid of that and we can go back to normal America. Everything that went wrong in America started with the election George W. Bush. Not Obama, Bush. He was the first to open the borders. In fact, a lot of times, remember, you'd see those stories with Obama on 1500 strong caravan headed toward, to, you know, toward America of illegal immigrants. And then they'd say, hey, it's the second biggest ever. Well, when was the first? Bush. We didn't know it. I did. I was reporting. But we didn't know because we didn't have conservative media then. It was in its infancy. He got away with it. He was flooding the border. He taught them to flood the border. Do you see how all this is going now? So the Democrats and the Bush cabal have joined together to finally crush Trump's control of the fundraising base and the apparatus of the Republican Party. The grassroots apparatus. Nikki Haley is key to that. So our side thinks, well, Trump's ahead, so, you know, it's so he's going to win. Yeah, he's going to win. They're going to put him in prison, in their mind. Have you noticed the Republican leadership saying nothing about Trump and his 91 felony charges. Now they're cool with it. They're all good. No complaints. These are people who went nuts over Russia collusion, which they knew was fake, but they don't care about 91 felony charges. Why? Because what do they know? They know he's going to prison. They know he will be convicted before the election. The Democrats have told them we got this, right? So all of them have moved on to try to help the Bushes take control of the party through Nikki Haley. On Fox News this morning, they were confused. Sounds like Nikki Haley's giving a victory speech. She only got 43% of the vote. Yeah, she won. She won. Look, if she had come in with 23% or 15%, she's no claim on a mantle of the Republican Party. You could claim that with 43% against an incumbent Donald Trump. You can claim that. That's what they're doing. They are selecting your leader for you. And I explained this yesterday. Right now, if I ask you, who's the leader of the Republican Party? Who, is, who, is, who comes to mind? Donald Trump. Okay. Is he elected? No. He's just the heir apparent. He's the leader, right? He is the, socially, he is the leader. They are trying to buy that position for her. And 43%, y'all, I hate to break this to you, in New Hampshire buys that. We will never get rid of this woman. They will trot her out as the leader of the party. The Democrats in the bushes. 
This is the best chance they got. And by the way, this is why they're pushing Tim Scott for vice president. He'll work just as well. He is the same as her. Just a little nicer. Less of a compulsive lying problem. She needs help. Like Biden needs help, by the way. She ain't right. She is not right in the head. That woman, she can't stop lying. It's her default setting. Instead of trying to make a good argument, she just lies. Anyway, if you're wondering what I'm talking about this morning, something we've never seen before. This is why I'm spending so much time and it's very important to get this. Something we have never seen before. More non-Republicans voted in that New Hampshire primary than last night than Republicans. We have never seen that before. That is the size of the shadow campaign the Democrats are running in our primary. There were more of them than us. So be Democrats and liberals. Take a listen, CNN. Take a look at the numbers. Among Trump voters, 70% of them, according to our exit polls, are registered Republicans. Donald Trump, his support, 27% of his voters are registered undeclared or independents. Uh, 3% were unregistered before today. Look at how that compares with Nikki Haley. It's a complete reversal. It's an alternate universe. Among Haley voters, 70% are registered undeclared. Only 27% are registered Republicans. 70% of her voters were not Republicans. Now listen to this. Okay, this is MSNBC, but Steve Kornacki gets this right. In the primary, he says, this is the first time we've ever seen this in New Hampshire. More non-Republicans voting than Republicans. That is what Jamie Dimon's money buys for you. That is why Hillary's fundraiser was fundraising for Nikki. It takes a lot of money to do that. Listen. We asked folks coming into the polls, do you identify as a Republican? Do you identify as a a Democrat? Or do you identify as an independent? And here's what we found in this exit poll so far. And I think this jumps right out at you. A minority of voters in this first wave of the exit poll in the Republican primary identify as Republicans, a majority. That's how big the infiltration was. By the way, a lot of you pointing out Ralph Norman endorsed Nikki Haley. Yes, he did. I explained that at the time exhaustively. He's still a hardcore Republican and a Freedom Caucus member. He did that. I told you what he was buying. He's her only real endorsement in this entire state. He told them, I'm going to endorse Nikki if you don't spend $700,000 against me again in the primary as punishment for throwing Kev out, for throwing the Bush guy out, for throwing the speaker out. And that was the deal he cut. He'll come right onto the Trump train uh, if we can get rid of her. He's still a good, solid conservative. He's just, he's, he just doesn't want to go through another $700,000 primary with all that Bush money spent against him. I get it. Look, having the courage to take Kevin McCarthy out, I give him a pass. That's why he's supporting Nikki. It's not, a, it's not a dumb political move. It isn't. He's a good guy. Don't hold it against him. He votes the right way. So is your plan today to get through the day? Because it's Wednesday. Probably starting to drag a little middle of the week. To have an energy drink or two. Or three. Is it how you get through your afternoon? That's not good. In fact, it may be why you're so tired. New study. Drinking just one energy drink a month could increase your risk of sleep problems. One drink a month. What if you drink it every day? They did the study on young people age 18, 35, who had the drinks every day. They slept around half an hour less than those drinking occasionally or not at all. So that's the caffeine. 
And when they monitored their sleep quantity, their sleep, sorry, their sleep quality, they didn't go as deeply into sleep. The high caffeine content study found damages quality sleep. Even if you only have them on occasion, it takes your body a while to recover. So, um, I, you know, it, here's the thing. Bare minimum, okay, caffeine has, is going gonna, is gonna to be in your, in your body and active for 12 hours. So, you know, you at least want to cut yourself off 12 hours before you plan to go to sleep if you're going to do this. But they're finding out that uh, the effects of caffeine from these drinks linger longer than even a day. And by the way, the study found for bedtime and rise time, a significantly stronger effect for men compared to women. So if you have insomnia, and, and I do, I have for many years, it's, it's kind of weird because no matter what I do, I can't adjust to this time schedule. My body is like, no, nope, I'm up till midnight. My daughter's same way. Can't help it. Um, and it's just what my body wants to do and it doesn't care what I want to do. And I do. I've tried many years to make it up with coffee and I've had to really limit what I drink. I used to have three, three cups, got it down to two. Now I'm down to one. Boy, do I crave it. Boy, do I want a second. I'm, an, I'm a total addict. I mean, I start craving that coffee at night for the next day. But at a minimum, you want to cut it off 12 hours before you go to sleep. But no, this lingers. So if you have insomnia, those energy drinks you drink to stay awake may be causing it or adding to it. And for sure, it is keeping, just having that caffeine in your body is keeping you from going into as deep a sleep as you could. It's much worse for men than for women. Um, and the average cost of that, if you drink an energy drink or, you know, just coffee at all, the average cost of that is half an hour sleep a night. Wow. For night owls like me, I got to say, that's a vicious cycle right there because you really do. I couldn't do this show without caffeine, so I don't know what to do with it. Anyway, it's the biggest ever study. Norwegian researchers looked at 53,266 students. Uh, because of it in England, and because of studies like this, not that study, uh, they are considering banning the sale of energy drinks to children under 16 because they think it could hurt your development if it uh, impacts your sleep like that so thought i'd let you know um men they found who had two to three drinks energy drinks listen to this not a day a week were 35 percent more likely to have a bedtime after midnight because they couldn't get to sleep they were also 50 52 percent more likely to sleep less than six hours and 60 percent more likely to wake up in the middle of the night than those who, who never or rarely drank them. So the process of getting off to caffeine is hard, I know. I watched my husband do it not too long ago. He says he sleeps so much better now, though. But you got to get through that, like, month getting yourself off of it to get right again. So, you know, it truly is a drug, and we are only now coming to understand how much so. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.